it was arguably the best weekend of the year for fighting. I'm not saying there won't maybe be a better weekend coming up, but this will be impossible to rival with ADCC going on, including some people on the show, maybe, that uh, are exiting their car as we speak. If you're curious what that is, <laughs> we have not started a serial podcast. That's just the guest. Already. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. It's time for the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. I switched it up a little bit, Raf. It's 2021. We're about to hit year 10, season 10. Wanted to have season a little. How are you? Before we ask, you were on air for 48 hours like an old telethon, <laughs> just plugging yeah. away, covering ADCC. My favorite uh, moments, I think, from the weekend are the ones where I just excused myself for saying something so blatantly dumb, where I'd go, Well, that looks like a Darce. Just kidding. It's a Japanese necktie. Nope, it's an arm bar. Who is doing this show? So, yeah, no, I had a couple of those. And uh, I think it's important to have a good sense of humor. I will tell you, though, we did discover this weekend that maybe saying names is hard. Now, I do it purposely on Over Under Kevin where I mess up the names of the people who aren't on the show. But somebody who's on the show this week, returning from last week, competed at ADCC Trials. And... I had to walk into a match where they just kind of said, here's how we think your name sounds. We're glad to welcome our friend Fatima. However, uh, some people in ADCC who are announcing uh, may re be referring to her as Fatima, but we know better. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show our friend, yours, the truly the best one, Fatima Klein. Fatima, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to be back so soon. Well, we're excited that you're on the <laughs> show because no less than four times this weekend, did you do some dope shit that I said, guest of the show, Fatima Klein, crushing it right <laughs> now. Look at that. Oh, yes. Just beautiful technique by friend of the show who will be back on this week's episode. So we were rooting for you so hard i want to ask first and foremost how did it feel to be out there this weekend wow i mean it definitely felt like a level up in competition um when i first looked at the bracket i mean i knew everybody was going to be tough i did not think i was going to get the toughest side of the bracket um i definitely think that that is a part of my luck, you know, and that is okay. I think all of my matches are generally tough. You know, I've never really had an easy match before, and um, the grind is what I live for. And so when I first went out against Hannah Sharp and then Bree Robertson and then um, just Trinity Pond, one after another after another, I was like, man, I've never been in such intense, technical competition before and wow i i learned so much from it you were a highlight machine first and foremost so thank you for that. <laughs> thank you can, can you describe the element of what it felt like because i want you to do the good person description of what it felt like to you and then i might take the heel the colby covington side of how i viewed it just from a visual <laughs> spectacle but I would like to know from the athlete's perspective, what did the atmosphere feel like to you and what did it feel like? It felt like, you know, when you're like in a room and like in school and you're taking a test and it's a hard test and everybody's completely silent. And there's this like certain type of, is, is everybody going to pass? Is everybody going to fail? Am I going to pass? Is somebody else going to fail? It honestly felt like that. Like, it was, it was as if, like, the whole room was, like, silent with just silent assassins, just silent killers that were ready to go out and do whatever it took to win. Um, and I loved it. Like, I was all about the go out there, do my best, and just, you know, um, just take home as many wins as possible and make the audience happy, you know, on flow and in, um, in person. 
And, you know, honestly, thank God, I, I really had the time of my life. As intense as it was and as, you know, as much pressure as there was, it was, uh, it was definitely something I, I took a lot away from. I'm glad to hear that now for the heel perspective. Kevin, can I tell you that it is cool. ADCC is definitely top of our food chain. So we'll start with that. I could not stop laughing for two reasons. Number one, there were five mats. And these five mats were surrounded <laughs> by the, how do I put this nicely? Beautiful casino carpet from Jersey. Yeah. That I think has more questionable substances than COVID in it. <laughs> so I will leave it that. But the second thing I laughed at is that all weekend long, I kept staring at a progressive slot machine giant banner yep. telling people to pay five cents to win big for a jackpot. And I thought, I want better for these athletes. I understand we have to do <laughs> things in certain places, but comedically, it is a little silly that this is where we start our trials. Now, granted, I know for even the Olympics, you know, sometimes you're at a high school gym or you're at these real crazy situations where you go and you compete and then you go to the big dance and it's a completely different show. But as I was watching it, I just go, they literally have rolled out of a heel hook into a blackjack poker table. That so. sounds like heaven, though, a little bit for a gambler like me. Where it's like, my, my day's going to be over after the first fight, but let's go grind out some aggression on this progressive Game of Thrones slot machine. Everybody's a winner. I did see also, I noticed a stark difference from some of the pressers, because everything pressed leading up as people were like, look at how amazing this setup was. None of it had that view. So I was I was a little, I was a little surprised to see it just right out. It Was it just basically... I'll ask just a big casino lobby right next to it, essentially. Yes. So as soon as you walked into the uh, showboat casino, yeah. Um, yeah, right to your left was a whole cleared floor um, of mats. And yeah, two, uh, two uh, roulette tables with no board. So it was kind of like, I was kind of upset about that because I was like, well, at least if I lose, like, again, like what you said, like, I'll just run, throw in a couple cents and just start playing. Like, at least I get something good out of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That explains why I have that air of familiarity for me. It was like, it took me immediately back to some sad times and some happy times in Atlantic City. How many fights did you end up? I haven't gotten to to check out the whole the whole go yet, but obviously the more fights the better. But how many did you end up getting into? I had five in total. I had two on Saturday and three on Sunday, and my body is crying about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking it easy today? Did you go back to normal training? Oh, no, no, no. I definitely took it easy today, but yeah, I'll be back to normal training tomorrow. I can't, I can't stay away from too long. I understand that. But again, Kev, when I say that she was really giving you bang for your buck, she really was. And I have to tell you, I love Trinity as well, but the, the two of you paired up was an especially oh, again. awesome <laughs> moment. Just witness because... I love your sportsmanship. I love how you both have respect for each other. And I love how both of you bring it. So as a spectator, that's really all you can ask for. And we saw that all weekend. I mean, hell, we saw Tackett and Cody Steele murder yes. each other and then hug each other off the mats. And while it may not be the kind of way you hope it ends, it's something to behold when two best friends are sharing a podium of three. So if you look at that and you look at Cade and you just think like, well, that's the future that that's the future. You're the future. Like 
we feel like jujitsu is in good hands knowing that there are many more ADCC <laughs> trials and we're not even done with this ADCC. We're just barely on the beginnings of it. So a lot could still happen. Uh, I need to ask, we're going to transition to the fights here, but we have to geek out. It was just such an epic weekend. Do you have any moments that stood out to you? Because I want to say that we were able to watch it all, but sometimes a camera would just die. Oh, I'll man. be specific. <laughs> Matt number two went into night vision more than four times. They looked like they were security wow. cameras that we were looking and viewing this through at times. And then on Matt uh, day two, they didn't have a Matt one and five. They just said, this is two, three, and four. And when that happened, I go, wouldn't you just rename them one, two, and three? Why are we still calling them Matt two, three, and four? They just <laughs> make them new mats. And then we realized, oh, Matt three is having some issues. Shit, did they take Matt two's cameras and just move <laughs> them to three? So we didn't see everything. You had a bird's eye view for the whole thing. Can you describe uh, favorite moments or things that jump out to you? Because I could see that smile on your face and I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really funny. I actually thought the same thing as far as the mats. I was like, well, why doesn't it just be one, two, three? But um, besides that, I think my best, I mean, it's hard to choose the best moments because with the level of competition that was in front of me, every single time I fought, it was just like, another level and another level so it's hard to say an exact moment but if i were gonna say anything i would say um my second match on saturday against Bree robertson was probably the most special moment to me um i knew how good Bree was going into it and i think a lot of people um took me as the underdog rightfully so you know I love uh, I love that underdog feeling. It it gives puts a little uh, gas on a fire, but um, you know I, I think a lot of people weren't expecting me to play legs with her, and I wasn't expecting it either. You know, uh, during a match, you kind of you know you're able to strategize a little bit beforehand, and my strategy kind of went right out the window as it normally does. But um, you know. Uh, Thankfully, I was, I was surprisingly, I mean, even to me, it was such a surprise that I was, I was able to um, not only win, but to submit such a, um, a high, not only high level opponent, but like just great at what she does. You know, I, I knew she was the leg locker going into this and I knew she was a good one as well. And so just being able to um, catch that and just kind of be like taking the moment of me just, you know, kind of just enjoying the crowd for a second, you know, like it's, it's hard sometimes if you're not a grappler to watch jujitsu. Cause I know it could get really boring, you know? Um, so I try to always put on an exciting performance and just being able to finish my match with her like that was incredible to me. And to turn to my coach and just like enjoy it together was really special. Hell yeah. I finally have a Fatima Klein match. It appears as though I've got you against Pun. Pew. P-U-N, maybe? That's Pun, yeah. Pun. Trinity. Yes. Took me a minute. Sorry. Just because uh, they, they moved me into three box, Raph, which I didn't know they were going to do on the main one here. They surprised me with it on my device. But that's well, awesome. Don't Five worry. fights is an insane amount to me, given especially, but that's awesome. Damn, now I kind of, I was yeah. trying to search by your name, um, wasn't able to do that. So thanks, Flo, just as a big heads up. <laughs> well, we, we also want to give credit to you because you did take bronze. You had a very fun uh, third place match that you were able to uh, very, very nicely win. And uh, I just want to, I guess, ask you, what did it feel like to make that podium for this specific event? Um, Honestly, it felt great. I mean, obviously it could have felt better getting first but luckily I have another chance at the west coast so I definitely um am determined to uh uh take full um full initiative on that and and absolutely take first this time well I, I might be biased but you know west coast trials are I'm not gonna say better but here we go <laughs> It is interesting for this reason, 
because it's the last real shot to earn your ticket there. East Coast Trials has the anticipation. West Coast Trials has the drama. And oh, if you guys are... Yeah, okay. So I don't were that you sounds there? So for exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I sold her on it. She was like, I was really gonna go, but now I've already bought my tickets. Uh were, were you happen did you happen to go to the last West Coast trials back in all of twenty nineteen? I actually did not. The last time I competed for ADCC was in twenty sixteen as a teenager. Yeah, I was sixteen years old. Okay. Let me just explain to you the last time I think that might have been the impetus for why they would switch it into two days because they started four hours late. So all <laughs> the competitors were very angry because they were trying to weigh in. <clears throat> Apparently it was due to them not having the proper staff. <laughs> yeah, right. no. Proper staff wasn't there, and then there was rumor that they didn't have a wireless connection and they didn't have an Ethernet connection that was up to speed. Wow. So they didn't know that right next door to where they were location-wise, uh, there was a Fry's outlet. Now, I don't know what your feelings are about oh, Fry's, no. but at least they have equipment. So these poor athletes were going out of their minds. And if you really want to see somebody get angry – Tell the plus 99ers they can't eat. Oh, no. So, <laughs> it was a That's little, it was a little rough. It was a maybe 15 hour day for all of these people who were involved. I showed up and I came in at a leisurely, let's say 10 a.m. and thought, all right, well, we'll see the matches. At worst, it's going to be an hour late, much like this weekend was. And then it was about three, four hours late. And I said, oh, no. And when people tried to leave the trials, I would pull them aside and I'd say, where do you think you're going? We all stay until <laughs> that, it ends. That would mean you would be pulling me aside a lot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but you would be going far. So what I'm saying to you is all of that nonsense aside, organization wise, it was incredible to watch many of the same people who performed well, like Keith Gregorian, William Tackett, who were in finals, yeah. repeating their success at this recent weekend's uh, ADCC. So while there's a little bit of like, man, I've been waiting for this for like two years now. Uh, I can't wait to go out there and compete. When you get to trials, all the smiles that you guys had, and I know that they aren't, they don't feel like there's a lot of them because everybody has their serious face on. It gets a lot more tense and it's mostly because wow. people feel their last chance to do it and make a good impression. So it can be, that is I'm not worried point. about, I'm not worried about you. And here's why you displayed an amazing amount of jujitsu this like past weekend. You gave us great matches. People were paying attention. Your name got plenty of great mentions over the weekend and I think in that time, you're going to develop some new stuff. I know your team. I know how you work. And I'm excited by that challenge for you because I know you rise to those challenges. So I'm not worried. I just feel like if you win, you will receive a smoothie from me. So extra <laughs> incentive for you uh, because I would yes. like to see uh, crush it because you were, you were there. You're, you're that world-class talent. And we want to see you go to the next step. So uh, that is that is our Thank nice you. little little incentive for you. Now, let's go over to UFC 268. Kevin, did you get to watch any of the fights this weekend? I know you're a new dad, so <laughs> yes, I have to defer to the baby giving you permission to watch. And you should. But I did. <laughs> I did get to take in a few. Um, I saw I, I think it was Piera. Pereira, Pereira, the knee that I honestly thought killed someone. That's that just gets honorable mention <laughs> on the way in to what yeah. I'm going to throw out as early fight fight of the year. Like this is, I forget who we all locked in last time. It happens every UFC card, but I really think we should consider this uh, this Thug Rose Zhang fight. And I'm not sure. Um, I'm not. I'm saying this in Colorado. I'm not sure the right hand was was Rose. 
to use Uh-oh. a borrow, Ooh. but I enjoyed Uh-oh. the hell out of that fight. fight. So, <laughs> uh, Kevin, that one hurt. I have... <laughs> I've never heard uh, Fatima so insulted uh, on the show before, but um, I may have. I don't want to say similar feelings, but it was an incredible fight. Awesome and fight. we are going to preview this one first. Um, but I do want to say, do you understand the level of disrespect you might be giving to the Gagey and Chandler households? Because that was also a really good fight. Um, I noticed that one had a full decision. So maybe if there was split. It also qualifies, oh. but due to the definitive <laughs> oh, nature. Okay, okay. Is that okay, uh, Kevin, it's a terrible technicality. Answer. Yeah, that's, that's my I take. will tell you, at the, at the viewing party that we were at, we did happen to know one of the judges. So when they yelled out his score, which was in favor of Zhang, there were some boos, and it's mostly <laughs> because we know him. And I thought, I don't know that I super disagree with it because it was a thin, very thin, close fight. And I was also up for 15 hours talking. So I have to rewatch that one. I will ask this. Uh, Fatima, why did Thug Rose win that fight? Um, I would, you see, I can argue that I can't see it going to the other side. But I can absolutely say that I do agree with that decision, that it was Rose. I think especially um, the last two rounds, she kind of pulled away. And like everybody says, or what I what I have heard at least, is the first few rounds are important, right? But everybody kind of remembers the ending, you know? So if you come out with fire and then you die out, you know, people start to kind of leave that fire. I think you know, she made a really good decision to kind of just start turning it up at the end and really uh, swaying the sides on this one. Were you concerned at any point during the fight? I was concerned even beforehand because I kind of (laughs) knew this was going to go the distance, although I was really hoping for the same outcome the first time within, like, what was it, 10, 20 seconds, it was over. But, um, you know, coming back from a loss like that, I mean, I would react the same way and make it an all-out brawl. Um, but I was definitely, I was not surprised that that um, Rose was able to prevail. But, I mean, so much credit to Whaley that she was able to come back um, twice as strong and give Rose maybe one of the best fights she's ever had. Rose definitely put in one of those performances that solidifies her as a champion. And even if I think it's close, even if at certain points I thought Zhang was winning, I was heavily impressed. And it's hard not to appreciate the work. So I think I said this during the broadcast. I said something to the effect of, I think this is the fight I wanted to see the first time. Like, I think we're getting the luxury of seeing the fight with both of them getting to display what they're good at. The hard part is there seemed to be, for me, an element of threat the entire time for both of these ladies Mm. to the point where I go, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good for Rose. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good for Zhang. Shit. Shit. Oh, no. (laughs) So, uh, as a fan, I, I was very happy to see that. Kevin, what did you take away from this fight? I started to, first of all, I want to talk about a specific, I guess you'd call it almost like a hook defense during one of their grappling exchanges that had a cartwheel like effect. And I, when that happened, I think it was like second round, third round, I was all in. And it was one of the more athletic things I've seen from both of them. There was just so much precision in it. And it had me, I was like, what, where are we at in the jujitsu rankings of both of these fighters as I watched it? <laughs> I'm ready for I you got to mark it right so Thug Rose is one of the most marketable fighters we've got next so I I think this is a a big step for her in terms of well we need a new villain right now she beat her and I guess back to that point you kind of also got me thinking Fatima about the 25 minute and the more recent rounds 
and when it's the title, you, we've said that on this podcast, you got to go take it. You don't want to leave it to something like the card. So fascinating results. I was obviously a little financially invested in, in Zank I, <laughs> by, by game time or by um, – I can't believe I didn't talk about the Michael Buffer thing. But by the time they're announcing this fight, you got some good odds. Money came heavily in on Thug Rose, as it turns out – it should have. Um, current Titan of the division. Who do we who do we market next? They're already looking at Carla Spars, and I'm going to ask Fatima her thoughts on that. But I do want to correct something. Is there a Diaz still- sister? There's not, right? <laughs> that would be great if there was a Diaz sister and she was a chola, and then she didn't have their voice, but was just more of the traditional. Oh my god, like I'll oh, punch I you have- in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Half sister's great. Yep. No, <laughs> Kev, uh, I don't know. Did I don't remember if we mentioned this. It's been a lot of podcasting. Uh, did we mention the fact that Thug Rose was actually the underdog in that situation? Oh. She was the underdog in what? She was the underdog for betting favorite. Was she? I thought she was minus. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I must be misremembering. I thought she I was thought... favorite by. I thought she was minus two hundred as we got in. But no, I'm wrong. And that's why they actually put it up was, on. Yeah, I think you're right, Raph, because I remember seeing it, and the favorite was Zhang leading up to it. I felt like it was yep. going back and forth, and then by mm-hmm. the time the fight started, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was Zhang. Yeah, and I. Oh yeah, no, about... I'm. I switched them. Naman Yunus was plus 100. Zhang was minus 120. Yeah. And thinking about that is insane because you basically give a highlight finish and people go, nah, I don't think so. And I don't know <laughs> sometimes how these odds makers make those because they have good insight a number of the times, but every once in a while, I don't know how I didn't say that out loud because I almost texted Fatima and you to say, Please. go put money on Rose. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Now, Fatima, I don't encourage gambling for other people, but if you did at the blackjack table, take a moment, walk on over. Could you head over to the yeah. sports book, please, and place a wager? <laughs> it's just down the hall past the blue belt division. They've got a juniors tournament going on just down that There's way. Also a large part of me that hopes that Fatima went in a trench coat, a top hat, and a fake mustache to bet on herself at the sports book. It was like, I would like to put Twenty dollars on Fatima Klein. <laughs> Is that you, Fatima? I don't know what you're talking about. I like the way she grapples. Thanks, pal. <laughs> that would. I definitely. That definitely okay. sounds like something I would do, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I like, know I'm that you're all not about th- the fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing funnier to me than uh, when they get kids who stand on top of each other in a trench coat with a giant hat to pretend to be old yeah. enough to sneak it. Like that shit will always make me laugh. <laughs> now, having said that, Carla Esparza, do you feel like she's the right choice here? And I already know you're going to say that thug will beat her, but if that is the case, which <laughs> is, why do you think that that matchup is good for her? Um, I definitely think, I honestly thought they were going to do that fight before the dang fight, but I can see why they did um, the rematch beforehand. Um, I definitely think that's probably what's next up for her. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure they fought on the Ultimate Fighter. Maybe it was right after they got out of the Ultimate Fighter, but I know Rose lost the first time, and it being this long and Carla kind of coming up in the rankings, I think it's just like it's a has to fight. Um, and I think that would be a great fight, you know. Um, Obviously, I think Rose can take it. I'm super biased, but I feel <laughs> like we're not going to see that fight for a little bit, though. I feel like we won't see that till maybe next year, maybe the summer. I feel like Rose is going to take a little bit of time off just because the way she, she said what she said in the um, post-fight interview, it, it sounded like rightfully so she needs some time off, especially after five fives like she did with Zhang. Yeah, I, I, well, her and Usman both saying, I think I'm going to take some time off. I said, yep, 
Yep. Go where you want. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, For sure. Kevin, with that being said, when we look at somebody like Carlos Esparza, we have a biased person over here. We know. For you, though, you were asking us that question. Did you have somebody else in mind that you were thinking in that division? Or did you just say, like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it. My problem is I really want one more of these. The split decision left me a little bit. And even oh. as I'm hearing you all talk about it, it's like this would be it would be the trilogy, right? Well, how many BJ Penn, Matt Hughes fights do we have to sit through? I mean, they're obsessed with this. So if you don't think Carlos Barza, because to me, I just I hear Carlos Barza. I like it. I don't I don't have that. Yeah, that's who's next. I don't feel that good about Carlos walking into that fight. So that's my my issue as we go about that. And I'm trying to think, but um, because, you know, there's a small matter of weight class issues. And I'm just about arranging a super fight here, but she would just Joanna's in a different phase. Um, yeah. You know, I say give maybe it's even whoever if Rose wants to take a break. I don't know what Zhang wants to do, but I highly doubt it's a break just based off of I, coming and going. The one thing <laughs> they did say is they had asked, you know, do you think you're done with her? Like. I think this was John Morgan who was asking this question for all the people, like for both the Colby and the uh, Rose uh, situations. They just kept asking, so do you think you're done with this person? And you saw the same reaction from Usman that you did with Rose where you go, oh, probably not. I mean, it seems likely we're going to do another one, even when they get to Dana. And Dana's like, you know I don't match make, but Carla? What? Everybody goes, yeah, okay. And it, like just hearing the reactions from everybody, um, I, I think that's the way they're going to go first. But I think one of the things they did ask Dana was they said, well, you know, Zhang, how far is she from a title shot? And Dana goes, she just lost twice. <laughs> like, what, what do you think? We shouldn't be talking about that. Yeah, well, so, I feel like if – I just won the UFC strawweight title and someone asked me, oh, you think you're going to go again? I'd be like, hey, do you think I can like appreciate the time that I have as a champion right now? <laughs> it's like I have to defend <laughs> it right off the bat. <laughs> you asked Fair. the perfectly reasonable thing to ask. So no, don't ask gonna Francis be Ngannou. He has a different side of that. He took oh. a five-week break, and <laughs> yes. they replaced him. So it happens. Yes, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> There's, I, point taken, good. though. Um, maybe she could step into a boxing event. It's like Rose Namajunas no. versus Jessica Simpson. No. Oh. Hey, I'm just oh, no. I'm spitballing here. <laughs> Come on. Here's, here's why. Because, all right, we're going to transition to the main event. Um, this week... Leading into this fight, after we finished our podcast, we heard Usman say, you know, I'm getting a real good feeling about fighting mm, Canelo, mm, stuff Ooh. like that. That just scared me. <laughs> they did ask Dana about that. And Dana goes, yeah, you doesn't want to fight Canelo. And then that's the night that Canelo ends up winning by a knockout. And they later did ask him. They said, you know, Jana said that you wouldn't want to fight a uh, Canelo. What, what do you think about that? And Usman goes, mm, Dana doesn't know. Mm, yeah, I want to do that. Let's do that. And I'm still thinking to myself, man, am I siding with Dana on this? I don't want to see that. I don't need to see that. This is ridiculous that we keep throwing this shit out. It's like you win in the pinnacle of our sport. We get bored and we go, are you going to go over there? And the one thing that Usman did say that I do understand is he's like, why does nobody ask him to come to us? And the answer is very simple. Money, please. Yep. There's no way these boxers who make millions upon millions are going to take a 120th pay cut to just, I don't know, learn that MMA is hard. So, no, I think we're going to be the ones who have to take the step up in our sport to always go somewhere else, which sounds insane. So yeah. there is that. 
Honestly, um, that does. I feel like the only boxer that has transitioned, I mean, is Clarissa Shields. And she doesn't right, and seem she that lost, she's doing too bad for herself. And she lost once, and people were losing their minds, as if to be like, well, yep. that, that hype train's done. And I go, she lost. Chill the fuck out. Like, it is <laughs> difficult for people to understand how MMA works, because if you look even at Usman's record, it's a 20 and one record or something like that now. Jeez. And you think like when he says that he lost in like, maybe I think mathematically it has to be his second fight that he lost. Can you imagine being 500% like a 50, 50 split and thinking, I don't know if this MMA thing is going to work. And then going on <laughs> one of the longest runs of winning. Like if that man had decided differently at that first loss, things would be different. Not to say that Clarissa is going to be in that element, but it is pretty cool that she is really dug in and said, let me see what I can do in this other sport. So we do have respect for that. Um, having said yeah. that, what were your takeaways, Fatima, for that main event between Usman and Covington? Um, I mean, I honestly didn't think it was going to go to the, um, till the end. I mean, but can't complain the more they fight the better it becomes I just I feel like that is just um the ultimate you know again second rematch you know same thing with Rose um goes the distance who wins who loses you know I feel like the intensity at the end of it must be like heart-wrenching I could never um I could never even imagine but I was definitely confident that Usman was going to win. I was listening to the press conference, and, I mean, you could just tell when someone, not that they're cocky, but they're just confident in themselves, you know, and I feel like being against somebody who's just confident in what they do, it it creates another element to the game, and it, it it's pretty intimidating, you know, and so when I when I heard that and I just, that's what I picked up on it from him. I was definitely, I was confident he was going to win. And man, was that like, that was a tough fight, but he pulled through. So the uh, Trevor Whitman team was on a roll this weekend. Yeah. All these Trevor fights, uh, they are something to behold right now. The, the momentum that they have is ridiculous. Kevin, what make you, of Colby Covington going up to Usman and allegedly saying, because uh, Usman said he wasn't going to say what it was, but I think the streets figured out what it was. And I think he was saying something to the effect of, hey, man, I'm just trying to sell the fight. I'm just trying to make you money. Go enjoy that. You won that kind of a thing. It's, what make you that? I got really irritated with the referee. So there is a great, they gave <laughs> you a little bit of a highlight on ESPN after and Scott Van Pelt, I feel like, or one of their other bald anchors, I was overserved on Saturday. They called out what was happening. And the referee is the one that's like, oh, that's the way it should be. Nice and heartwarming. Nice and heartwarming. Kind of like a school <laughs> bully. Like, he reminded me of our gym coach being like, fight it out, boys. Fight it out. Like, that's how we should do it. And then he stopped him. He's like, all right, go go back to your corners. You can kiss later. I was like, what? what are we like? I get that. You just wanted to slide in a little <laughs> bit of comedy, but he peeved me immediately. Um, Cause it just felt like a little bit of, you know, needless shaming. If they want to kiss, they can kiss. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, I loved it because I got a, I have a tingling suspicion and I can't find any place to bet. This feels like we turned the heel down from like eight to se eight, seven to two three and it's in part because he maybe just fought a hell of a fight maybe he was tired but the the whole event as we got into the last few days it felt like um and i think we called this out both fatima and i bet against him because of what we thought was pretty weak trash talk this felt <laughs> like he was trying to atone in a lot of ways now the fight again went really close not another very little I didn't walk away feeling like, yeah, Usman definitely messed him up, but he almost uh, knocked him out. So that counts for a few things. But that was my my takeaway was I think Colbington, I think Colby Covington's trying to like come back around. Nice himself. No, up. that ended very quickly. Oh, did it? 
It yeah. helps not having listened to any of the shit he has said after the fight <laughs> whatsoever. Oh, oh so bad. <laughs> Fatima, what did the president really... call him? To, I, I wish I worked for <laughs> Joe Biden. I would have called to be like, loser, <laughs> he lost. Congrats <laughs> on nothing. Amazing. Fatima, I would like to know what struck your ear because you said it was so bad. And I would like to say I'm very impressed with how much you're observing. Like normally we're the people that do the extra credit, but you're watching the pressers. You're watching the post pressers. You're doing a full scale analysis. So it tells me that you pay attention to a lot of stuff. So when he went back, what kind of perked up your ears or what like made its way that you were looking at a little bit later after the fight that you saw him say that you go, oh, okay, well, he's back to that, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I love listening to the press conference because I feel like that kind of, I mean, it's the, it's the start to, you know, um, fight week and it just amps up the intensity that much more. And it's funny because the day before I competed, I love always watching UFC fights because I feel like it motivates me to get there one day. And so while I was watching it, I was, I'm like a big, just like observer and listener and just like reading body language. And it, it, to me, it just felt that like Colby was just trying so hard to get underneath um, Usman's skin and just going like overboard. You know what I mean? And then when he loses, then he's like, Hey, I'm just trying to make money. You know what I mean? Which I get. I mean, I feel like um, if I was ever put in that place, I hope I'd never do that. And I pray that I, I would never be that person that just does it for money. But like, hey, man, you know, like you don't have to go to the extent of like talking about somebody's dad, you know, like at least keep it between you two. You don't have to go um, that far. And I felt like that whole time he was, kind of just trying to um maybe just like seem to be somebody he wasn't you know but at least you know they show respect at the end but you know be you man you know <laughs> keep the same energy before and after that's just how i take it i understand and i think we've gotten to know you pretty well over the past year or so and i feel like if you ever were trying to play a heel persona that you would be giggling too much and winking at the I camera. I would be so bad at say, it. <laughs> <laughs> like some messed up stuff. You'd be like, well, I heard her mom's cookies aren't even that good. Wink. Boom. Yep. <laughs> got her. And we'd all be like, this is clearly be... <laughs> her trying to be Yeah. I would be like the person that like looks at them and like shakes their head and then like looks away and is like, yeah, like, it's she's definitely good you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> but I just hope I'm 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 like Rose and I just like look and and take it how it is and just like go for the win each and every time you know actions definitely speak louder than words I mean listen when they asked Rose about what it felt like to have Holly Berry both at the, the oh, standing that was awesome. off I saw that, it was awesome. that was I love cool. that I thought that was dope but Thug in the post presser looks and goes, oh, I wasn't expecting that question in her face. It just goes, oh, yeah, she's cool. I like her. Like, you can tell she <laughs> thought, are you going to ask me about my my hook, my checks, my guard, yep. my passing? No, you're going to ask me about Holly Berry? Yeah, she's dope. What do you expect me to say? So I thought that was interesting. There's one big thing that I saw that I think really confirms our belief that Colby was struggling in the week. And I'm not even talking about Yes, he did mention uh, Usman's dad and was just putting him out on front street and saying, like, oh, is he a jailbird? Is he out of prison? Is he going to be here for that fight? And that's oh, when you man. know you're really reaching the bottom of the barrel when you do that. And there was a moment when they got to the first uh, the standoffs on Thursday, I think, for like a publicity sort of a thing. And Usman pushed him. And at first I go, yes. hmm, why did he push And then I put it together and I go, oh, yeah, no, that's justified. I get that. I get that, you know, there's a certain level of like, yeah, I know you're selling the fight, but when we all say it's all business, I always think to myself, okay, that's cool, but you did mention my dad. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what business that has. 
for anything, but sure, it's a fight game and it gets dirty and people say dumb things. But the thing that really stuck out to me was when Colby had this posture at the weigh-ins and it just Mm. looked really timid to me. And I don't know how I could put it into any words other than I showed a couple of people the the photo that I got. And the first reactions that I saw from my friends were, yeah, he's going to lose. Just based off of the, the like him standing on a scale. And it could be a weight cut, could be hard. I, I don't want to assume any of the other stuff. But it did seem to play a role just in a small way that does edge in a close fight where Usman, he looked like he wanted to unload. Like, he wanted to unload in that second round. And I have to commend him for coming back to the game plan because it looked like Trevor had given each of them specific instructions, all of the guys and gals that he had fighting that night. He said, here's what we're doing. This is the game plan. Do not fuck with it. And you could see Gagey was like, but I want to stand in front of Michael Chandler. And it's like, no, (laughs) do not just do that. That's a dumb choice. And yet sometimes you'd go, okay, that's what he's going to do. Rose, calm, composed. Yeah, we're not going to have this fight in 30 seconds this time. Let's win it in a decision, in a decisive way. Let's do that. That became the goal, and she achieved her goal. The last part, Usman gets real excited, and you can see his posture tense up like, oh, I can finish this, and then immediately relax. So when people are like, oh, he's letting him back up, I go, nah, dude, this is... This is the game plan, and I have to respect them for sticking to it because a lot of people would venture into getting really excited and maybe overplaying their hand and maybe losing the fight as a result. So that's it. Um, We should talk about my fight of the year is Chandler and Gagey, and maybe I'm just the just bleed guy in my real heart, but that beautiful violence was... (laughs) nerve-wracking it made me emotionally spent like i was so hyped that they moved it from number three to number one so that trevor could have some more time in between the fights but when they got to lead off the card i said this is dope i'm so happy and then immediately after seeing as the first fight of the pay-per-view i go oh i got nothing for shane and billy q (laughs) and it's a good fight but damn i'm mentally done like i was commentating and i go i i have nothing for this this is just what's happening i will say all i saw was the highlights and this fight piqued my interest because every second of the highlight was them swinging wildly at each other and yes <laughs> I, I when they said it was a decision i was shocked i was sure chandler had been killed in that second round or at least knocked severely unconscious so it was a real pleasant highlight mode, but I was like, yeah, that had to have been a good fight because they look like oh. they both had the wind-up thing on their back, and before the fights, both corners were like, you just want to crank these to high? Is everybody in? Yeah. <laughs> Let them go. From a yeah, I feel like they're the two people that, like, out of the whole card, if anybody was going to stray from the game plan, it was definitely <laughs> them, just because of the style clashes like how can you expect anything less well chandler later admitted yes he did deviate from the plan at which point i responded with an emphatic duh uh for gagey it's interesting because i think that they did map out something good but it is interesting when that man plants his feet because I think to myself, there are better places to maybe plant your feet. And when he had his most success, obviously chopping away at the legs, as he does, great. But those moments when he would just kind of stand right in front of him and just kind of stay with those flat feet, I thought, that's unusual. Why are we doing this? Oh, no, the goon side is winning in him. No, don't give in to the goon. Stick, (laughs) move, kick. Stick, move, kick for as long as you can. This man's not going to take you down. Don't let him hit you and come back into this fight. And again, easier said than done, but impressive that he did stuff all of those takedowns. So it was a really weird fight in the sense that it gave you what you wanted. It was unfortunately only three rounds, but I think 
that both of their brains should be donated for CTE just so that we could see what happens <laughs> on this in the future. But I was I was quite impressed with it all around. So uh, those two gents deserve all of our, our admiration. That was a really good fight. And I think it really does go the extra mile to show us that Michael Chandler is a welcome presence in the UFC as a fighter. Like, we kind of knew that the first knockout was good. The last fight on maybe not his most prized fight, but this is definitely what we wanted him to be here for. So I, I think we should be glad that it is happening. Kevin, do you have any other things that stuck out to you? Because, uh, oh, yeah, let's just talk about it. Billy Q and Shane Burgos, crazy-ass fight. Billy Q was tough as hell. I want to give him some credit. But the one I'm, I'm wincing at right now, Kev, tell me you saw the photo of Frankie Edgar. Yeah, oh. I I did. It was sadness followed by grief followed by I feel partially responsible <laughs> we're in this position because, you know, as a longtime Edgar and I, that's what we call the fans, mm-hmm. just kind of really wanted to see him. I was like, this will be the chance maybe for him. I thought we asked Dana to give him someone entry level, brand new, not prepared to do this type of hitting. Um, that request must have gotten lost because this was tough to see. And it it does feel like we are rounding we're rounding third on the Edgar on the Edgar era. The but, photo I would agree. It looks like Halloween. It looks like you're we're at a Halloween (laughs) costume. Yeah, it hurt my soul. But you know what also hurt my soul was Frankie saying it wasn't a good stoppage and it was a little early. And there was somebody at our viewing party who was um, how do I say this politely inebriatedly telling me the fight was stopped a little too early. I think the majority of us knew. We're good with it because the first moment Frankie looked up, it wasn't at the fighter who could have been following up with even more shots. It was at the referee. And that is always mm. after they've already called it. So I felt okay with it. I think everybody here probably w- was okay with it in a certain way. Uh, Fatima, did you have any notes on this fight? I, I know that last week we gave you some mess that, the East Coast may try to hunt you down, but I think yep. those things have, have quelled. I don't think the East Coast is going to come after you for that loss. Yeah, I honestly, um, it's funny that you mentioned that photo because when I saw it, it directly, I don't know if you guys remember, but it's hard to forget um, Ronda Rousey's face when she got kicked <laughs> by Holly Holm. It like, for me, it directly corresponded and I was just like, Oh no, I was just, I was (laughs) definitely, um, I did not think it was going to go down like that. Um, I was expecting a little bit more from Frankie, but I would definitely agree that I think sadly, but like, Hey, you had a excellent run, um, finish off strong, you know, there's no better way to go out. I've got it. M. Night Shyamalan made a movie called Old, where people rapidly age on a beach. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Haven't seen it. The picture and the shot look like a scene from that, like a promotional photo taken for an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It looks. I. I'd say it's a good note. Yeah. Meme worthy. Well, we're getting close to that part when we reveal who won. But I do want to give a shout out. Alex uh, Perea ended up getting a vicious flying knee with some punches. That was a very big moment. Bobby Green also giving us a very fun finish of uh, Rage Now, which was very good. Uh, Edmund Shabazian did not keep up in that fight, unfortunately. He is, uh, he's having a rough UFC uh Tenure thus far. These prelims, Raph, must have been good because you go Pereira, the Haas, Aquinta, Shaiban, the Curtis, the you, it's a flying knee. The next fight, this is what ESPN has listed. They have flying knee. The next one, they have punches. Then they just have punch for whatever <laughs> Curtis did. They were like, that's not punches. That was just a hit. 
and then one punch. <laughs> and then Imavov is elbows. <laughs> And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, even down Barnett has kick, which is good. It, mm-hmm. This is awesome. Punch, kick, elbows, <laughs> punches. They're not even consistent. <laughs> this is great. I feel There's like just that a- just set up for a perfect, you know, ending to the main card with almost everybody going to a decision. Right. Yeah. Almost everybody. Sadly. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, all of us being A-OK with it. Like, those decisions yeah. were merited, and I was like, no, we're good. Those were really good fights. We're in a good place. Uh, because there have been a lot of cards where we've had nothing but decisions on the pay-per-view, and you go, yeah, it was a little slow. like to know if they can refund me on this one. Ooh, by the way, before we go any further, <laughs> I do want to remind people, it is suspected. I can't fully prove this. But, Kevin, did you see that Dana White was wanting the Canelo fight? He had money on it. Yeah. He did. He did. And he won. He won 40K, even though he bet 100K to do Saw that. Saw that. I was, I was like, what a lovely problems. world you live in. You. <laughs> did you? Are you bragging about this? I, I was shocked. It was like, you bet well, 100K. Uh. Anyway. Can I point this out? That's two fighter bonuses to win not even one fighter bonus. So... I don't know if he thinks of it in those terms, but when he mentioned later on that night, he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to make sure those other guys, they get some fighter bonuses because he ended up giving out four. But what he said was in regards to the extra ones, he goes, yeah, they're not getting the full one, though. So I'm like, you won 40K, you dick. Give the money. Take it out of your <laughs> shit because, and here's the reason why, everybody. People are suspecting that Dana was illegally streaming the Canelo fight. They showed a <laughs> no. link to where he was watching it, oh and they had a monitor, and all of the internet was like, hold up, I know a crack stream when I see one. And they asked him about it on the presser after the fights. Wow. And Dana We've got a look on his face. Just as a community. Go on. <laughs> the Dana had a look on his face, Kevin, when they go... So did you pay for that? And Dana didn't just say, yeah, I did, you fucking dummy. It was, did you pay for that? <laughs> Ellipsis. Ellipsis. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> so I'm letting everybody who's listening to this know, this is the same Dana White that months ago said, we got one. We're going after these creeps. We're coming after you guys. No, Dana's also the problem. So allegedly, <laughs> I don't. Like I can't reverse prove. psychology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real good point there, Fatima. I like the idea of Dana going like, nothing will show these illegal streamers quite like the guy illegally streaming them. <laughs> yep. yep, you really showed them. I'm pretty sure. Uh, whoever gave, you know, probably Brandon Schaub gave him that link. Anyway, <sighs> Kev, do we have results? We do, and we're not going to like okay. them. I can already tell you. So I'm, ju- I'm just going to run down the line because it's it's a yeah. it's unfathomable. But so we have Gary versus Williams. These sound like Supreme Court. I had Gary. We both had Burgos. Um, though Fatima had Williams, so that obviously I'm, I'm. If you're counting at home, I'm up one. I had Imavov. She had Shabzian. We both had Gaethje. So we're getting into it. We both had Haas. We both lost that one. We both had Usman. We both had Osborne. I took Edgar out of loyalty, and she was right uh, with Vera. <laughs> then we have Barnett versus Volante where Barnett is the winner. Um, I have Barnett. She has Volante. I have Green, who overcomes Iaquinta. She has Pereira, who put his knee through his good friend Alex. And then I had Zhang, and she had Rose for a razor-thin 8-7 to victory for me. Wait, Kevin. Edge her out. Like Thug Rose, I split decisioned it. I really did. Jang Wei, did we double check this? (laughs) (laughs) I 
Kim she got no. the big fights. That's for sure. Kim she almost. I think she swept uh, the main card. Fatima, I can actually affirm that yes, that is the result because when we do this, Kevin has one, I have one. We keep the record separate. And if there's ever a discrepancy, the other is supposed to speak up. And I can tell you that is the count I have as well. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> they added two fights. This time. So they, they did. So they, they switched some things around within the last week. They ended up dropping uh, one of the fights uh, that we had previewed. I think it was. No, they no. We just did. You guys didn't get that one right. No, the Haas they just added. One, but they ended yeah. up adding. Yeah. So anyway, womp womp. But Kevin, what does that mean? She has to do now because listen, you can't just boss around an ADCC East Coast Trials bronze medalist. And it would. She will murder you. Yeah, yeah. That's been made apparent <laughs> to me. I actually was gonna say, with you do like a shakedown move when you're standing that would. Um, I'd be in half guard during most of our matches trying to figure out what the hell happened. So, yeah, that's a problem. We had a smoothie bet, and I have my secret ingredient ready. I've been thinking about it all week. Uh, that she oh, has I can't to incorporate. wait to hear. Um, I'll also give her just a free, you should take that fake mustache idea. You should go into the West Coast Trials with like <laughs> a big Western mustache. Just like have it on yep. right before and then throw it to your side corner or whatever. <laughs> That's just a, a free one. Soy sauce is ultimately what I came oh, up with. Soy sauce. Oh, man. I feel like I should just blend up a bunch of sushi. <laughs> love it. Love it. I wanted to give you something where you were like, do I just go savory? Your call. I'm just saying yeah. uh, soy sauce is the secret ingredient. Okay, I feel like... One packet, you know, like you get from... Well, uh, let, let's start by asking okay. this. Are you a person who enjoys, like, sushi? Oh, I love sushi. Um, I don't know... Well, I definitely know I've never had soy sauce in my smoothie. <laughs> I was about to say, if you had, you would made some very drunken choices in your time on this yes. earth. And I don't know that I can say that confidently. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a particular uh, ingredient. I mean, when Kevin said he had one, I thought it would be something a little more exotic. But when Kevin says, I want you to take the low sodium. It was that or Dijon sauce. mustard. <laughs> oh, I almost went with Grey oh. Poupon. But I didn't want to be oh, too man. fancy. <laughs> I can, I think I, you know... I lost fan square. I can swallow this pill and I can take down some. I mean, at least it wasn't wasabi because I've done that, been there, done that. Really not a good choice. I don't want to. So, I don't want to get healed. Hold, hold on, here. hold on, everybody. I'm not trying to get messed you up. Put, you put wasabi in a smoothie? No, I was out oh. eating sushi, and you know, I just wanted to try it and. I tried all of it, oh. um, and it, you know, really didn't go that well. <laughs> really <Spicy>. did. <laughs> yeah, nope, that'll hurt. So I, me trying things compared to others is a big is a big difference. I'm like, Understood. oh, can I try a burger? I'll eat like half of it. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yep. well, I'm looking at the. I did a quick Google search because I love sushi. And on a random day, I will have a smoothie. I can't put those two tastes in my mouth together. And lo and behold, Boost now makes a soy uh, sauce smoothie. And the what? explanation is because life can't get weird enough. So, and it says, yeah, it literally tastes like barbecue condiments. There's a smoky one. There's a... Soy sauced is what they refer to it as, and a balsamic strawberry. No, okay, these are bad what? choices. So yeah. yeah, I'm trying to find some sort of precedent for you. But uh, listen, Fatima, I know that you are a champion. You'll be back. You'll come back swinging. We may have to bring you back for a rematch because I think that's the trajectory here. If 
we've seen Thug Rose do well. We need a round three of that. We need an Usman Covington. She'll be at West Coast Trials. Let's do it. So maybe in the future we will have to do this again. But in the meantime, let the people know what's going on. I, I forgot to ask you before we started. Do you know what's coming up next other than West Coast Trials? Or are you just in the phase of you're just staying ready? So tell the people where they can find you and what's coming up next for you. Yeah, um, I actually have a few uh, competitions coming up. I'm competing for uh, Emerald City Invitational in early December. Um, I'm also trying to get on to uh, a few more cards in the meantime um, leading up to the trials, but my main focus is absolutely um, ADC. I'm, I'm going for gold this time. Um, but yeah, you can find me on um, Fatima underscore Klein on Instagram and Facebook. And again, I am new on Twitter. Um, I'm not fully quite sure how to use it, but <laughs> I'm getting a little um, used to it. So don't mind me if something ridiculous pops up because I really don't know how to use it. Um, at Fatima underscore Klein seven and yeah, check out my latest fights um, this past weekend at ADCC and uh, let me know what you think. You know what? To help you out, we'll occasionally throw you questions on the Twitter. We will we will show you the way. We will be here for you. That is our job. That is what we do for our friends. Kevin, do you have any parting words for Fatima before she heads back out into the fighting wilderness? Thanks for being at the ADCCs now that you've gone all MMA. It's always cool to see uh, a badass kind of balance those. So keep keep crushing. We'll be cheering you on. Thank you. Thank you. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight.